0: My, I just did I just did a little kermit there. My beard. The hair came from my beard. Oh boy. It's going to be one of those shows. Let's hop to it. Okay. Oh gosh.
1: And no a-
0: Episode 98 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey. It's hockey in sneakers, and it is episode 98. And if you were listening to the podcast last week when we were talking about 97, then you know that 98 was the year that I graduated from high school. So there is some significance personally to me with that number. In fact, my high school gave us student IDs based on the year that we graduated and then, I guess, the number of the initial class that we were. I was 98-269. That was my number that I had to... And and I had to write, uh, like, um, when my textbooks, I had to write, like, I think, 269 or something on page 98 so that they would know who had that book. And, yeah, that was... uh, Good times. Archbishop of Loy High School is where I went, if, if you're curious. So I don't know if 98 has any significance for you, James.
1: Well, for the year, uh, very happy that Mike Piazza was signed as the New York Mets for the New York Mets, I should say. That's and then right. I remember that. Yeah. And then then eventually we got him to the nice long deal. 98, I think. Yeah, is that when we finally met at St. John's in 98, ninety-eight, ninety nine, and we were trying to remember? Yeah, I can't I can't
0: recall exactly when we met. Yeah. I guess it wasn't love at first sight. I don't know. <laughs> More I, I don't know. That that whole time is a bit of a blur for me. So Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I know you weren't hanging around the station all the time. You were in the sports right. department. So you for those of you who aren't familiar, James and I are referring to our days back at WSJU the radio station at St. John's University, where I had a radio show, and James was, as I just mentioned, part of the sports department. So uh, the sports guys didn't hang around the station that much because most of their radio-related work was done on location. So, yeah, I don't don't know when we actually would have started interacting. I do remember you hanging around with John Butera, uh, and I do remember liking you a lot more than I liked him. But I also don't remember seeing you that much, seeing you as much as we saw him. So it's, a, it's kind of a toss up.
1: Yeah. So I'd, I'd imagine it was not until 99, because that's in, when I finally started getting on the air a lot more instead of just being behind the scenes and doing engineering and stuff like that. Or, or like you said, right, calling soccer games and other epic football and lacrosse or whatever. And then eventually <laughs> we did get to do baseball and um, we'll save 99 for another time. Or I think it was, it was 99, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so then finally I was into the station and saw your genius and became instant friends from there.
0: When you're talking about the stuff that you did on the radio, I, I believe yeah. you're talking about your alter ego, DJ James Fury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going okay. How are you? This may be the first time you've ever asked me how it's going. <laughs> yeah. how it's, first time in 98 episodes that you've asked me how, uh,
1: how things are first. That's what a caring, generous guy I am. But um, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, fine. Things are fine. Things are well, as well as can be expected,
1: I suppose. Good, good, good. And and yeah, we'll get into it later too. So you guys played in the LIQ over the weekend. So I hope mm-hmm. that went well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, we will get into that later. And that went well-ish. So we, we will we will get into that later. So okay. that's that's for later. For now. What else can What else can we ramble on about for for uh, how about deck hockey? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh, you know what? Before we what? before we continue with deck hockey, the mm-hmm. playoffs, the NHL playoffs are still going, and how about those nights, huh?
1: That's spectacular! What a story! It's unbelievable.
0: And there's a lot of great stories in these playoffs. the The Vegas Knights are in the you know the semifinals. The or the, the you know the conference, conference finals, finals yeah whatever right. well I, I was thinking semifinals overall but I guess that's not how they're referred to yeah the conference finals did you know Washington finally knocked off yeah. Pittsburgh to get to the conference finals Winnipeg
1: yeah game seven as we speak is uh, as we're recording this podcast Nashville Winnipeg's going on uh, a game seven to decide who will be advancing from there and but up. yeah a lot of excellent hockey it's exci- exciting stuff and. Sorry, Lou. We know that you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. But uh, hey, defending two-time champs, you guys went down in – if if you got to go, you go down in a blaze of glory. So way to go. Back-to-back years of Stanley Cup champions. And I guess good for Washington to maybe get that monkey off their back. But we'll see what happens as they face the uh, Lightning, who are no pushovers by any means. So that's I, going to be a heck of a conference final there I, for the I, East. I think, if I
0: remember correctly, if the Lightning win the Cup, the Rangers get a first-round draft pick next year or something. Is that is that true?
1: Yeah, I forgot. Uh, yeah, it was so traumatizing, and it's so odd that Tampa Bay likes to get Rangers, and we don't get much in return either. And they even tried to steal the American Rhino from us at one point, which was an exclusive on this podcast. But I yeah, well, I don't, don't know what don't the Google connection that. is. Something Yeah, something about— uh, first round picks and the better, I don't know, but good for the Tampa Bay Rangers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So my, my point is that this is very exciting playoffs and, you know, there's no clear team to root against this year, at least in my view, I'm, I'm sure uh, depending on who your favorite team is, your mileage may vary Lou or whoever, but you know, really, I think for, for the majority of NHL fandom, there's you know there's no bad team here in, in the final four. Well, we don't know the final four yet, but it, it's probable in the final five, let's say I mean I, I
1: don't really have anything against Nashville, so yeah and they're right, exactly and they're a heck of a team too, but it's, uh, it's true that's the beauty of hockey in the NHL is really I know the regular season is long and, and the postseason is uh, at most could be over two months or something as long intense as it is. Unwinding road that leads to the cup okay i'm done now it's extraordinary how these athletes have that much left in the tank to play at the high level that the playoffs demand because the regular season is really hard too but for some reason that that postseason it amps up really high and it doesn't stop so God bless these athletes. It's, it's incredible. It's fun. It's exciting. And it's all that it's cracked up to be every year, too. It doesn't matter. It's, there's a Cinderella team that'll come up or there'll be a dominant team that just runs roughshod over everybody. It runs the gamut and it's always usually, for the most part, really good, really exciting. And the best teams, for the most part, end up playing for the Stanley Cup. And this year is no exception, but I'm not going to root for anybody because I'm telling you right now, anything I like, anybody I I root for, any team I root for, anything I want does not happen. So for all the teams that are left out there, I'm going to do you all a favor and not root for any of them. So I will not be responsible for any declines or injuries or Maloika, as uh, my paisans refer to it as. Have at it. I'm staying out of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I don't get that whole Maloika thing. I, I don't want you to explain it to me. I have a, a a friend in my youth group who's who's already explained the whole thing to us. I don't get it, but that's fine. I just it, I know it's a thing, and I don't. get
1: Yeah. It. In, in a nutshell, it's just it's usually Sicilian that that wish very bad things on people, and lo and behold, it happens. But
0: uh, no, no I, the pa- I I get yeah. the premise. It's <laughs> yeah. it's the whole apparently there's some woman who has the power to take it off at certain times of the thing. that that's the whole thing. I don't. I don't want to get into it. I'm just saying I don't get it.
1: Well, as an from that's where my part of the uh, the, the boot comes from Uh in Italy. We rely on good old-fashioned prayer. So Uh there's nothing more powerful than dear old God and the Blessed Mother and Jesus up there helping you out. So that's what we rely on to, to get us through that superstitious nonsense. But anyway, for any NHL team that's left standing right now, I'm not rooting for you. So good luck. Congratulations. Um, yes. I guess. Okay. Good job, James. I, I'm the opposite of Midas. Anything I touch does not turn to gold, but usually turns into something much less valuable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well. All right. Well. T- way to take one for the teams. Sure. <laughs> should we? Should we move on? Should we just I, get going? Y- then? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, in that case, we should introduce ourselves properly, as is our custom. So uh, let us jump right into tonight's starting lineup, then. And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my considerate co-host.
1: On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi. Yes, sir. Yes, you are.
0: So, James, could I convince you, could I twist your arm, your good one, could I (sighs) twist your arm to tell us, perhaps, what is on deck for this podcast? Ow, ow, ow,
1: ow, ow. Okay, okay. I give... Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're big I almost, bully. I, almost
0: did a, I almost did it like a million dollar man there. Laugh. I us see it. <laughs> money, 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 money. Nah, I can't. All right, sorry. You were saying. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm.
1: What's new in the LIQ? One of the best features of Hit the Deck is that Gary and I try to give highlights from deck hockey leagues and tournaments all around North America, and anywhere else for that matter. You have heard from our good friends Jeremy Laws, Jackie Spiegel, Kevin Frost, and Lou Harviton, and we want to hear from you too. In the meantime, what's new in the LIQ, American Rhino? Only Deck in Town. We have an interesting article written by Matthew Malloy of the Gander Beacon about a ball hockey league in Newfoundland that has come full circle. And Stick Up for Children. The Shooting Stars Foundation will be hosting the Sticks Ball Hockey Tournament in Saskatchewan on Friday, May 25th. If you're around, check it out. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir.
0: Everyone's got a price. Everyone's going to pay.
1: That's true. Just ask Virgil. Yeah.
0: Virgil. I know this isn't a wrestling podcast, even though we touch on that stuff occasionally, but man, Virgil's a piece of work. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Virgil will, like, since he's not really what you might call a popular former wrestler, he he has been known to do things such as accost people in the subway to buy his merchandise, like the New York subway. And he will also run up to somebody, take a picture with them, and then demand that they pay him for the
1: picture. Oh, wow. So he's like those people that dress up as Elmo and stuff like that and harass New Yorkers and terrorists?
0: I dare say he might be the original Elmo. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to tickle him either. No, thank you.
1: Wow, that's uh, all right. Well, that, that's good. Good advice. Thank you. Yeah. Don't tickle Virgil. You got it. I'm full of them. <laughs> So uh, when you were avoiding Virgil in New York City, how was the gameplay in, uh, on Sunday in the LIQ? Ah,
0: uh, huh, interesting. So, OK, so here, here's here's what happened on Sunday. So for, for anybody who may be a new listener, first of all, welcome to the podcast. We're very happy to have you listening to the show. And we hope you enjoy it here. So basically, James and I, if you're not already familiar, are part of a group called the LIQ, the Long Island Queens Major Junior Street Hockey League. And that was named many years ago before we any of us actually knew what we were doing. So basically, we don't play on a regulation size rink. We play pickup games on a double size handball court. So we have small teams. Generally, three-on-three three plus goalies is our preferred number. I mean, we when we can get extra guys, we're happy to have subs and lines and stuff, but that's what we try and keep it to because we found that that's the best pace of play. And since it is a pickup league, you know, guys show up when they can and when they want, and so sometimes we have to try really hard to get the numbers, and sometimes we have to cancel games if we don't have enough guys. Last Sunday we had just enough. We had eight guys, including the two goalies, and so we, uh, you know, we figured, all right, we're, we're we have just enough. There'll be no subs, but it'll it'll be good. But, you know, we'll Iron Man it. We'll Cal Ripkin the thing. So we all showed up, almost all, and on on that morning, you know, after the the posted scheduled time for the games. When people are showing up, one guy is like, uh, yeah, I just got a text from my buddy. He's not coming. So at that point, you know, we have seven guys who are there, one of which is Sean, who is a loyal listener of the program we have talking about before and a great addition to the LIQ. And before I continue any further, honestly, I do want to take a pause and give a special shout out to Sean, because not only is he a great guy and a you know loyal, dedicated hockey player, for making the trip an hour, an hour, and a half every week to, to come out and play with us. But Sean, I was talking to a few weeks ago. He happened to mention that he had gotten or I saw I saw the stick he had, which was the uh, model that I had used to have as my goalie stick before it broke. The Sherwood 530, I think. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, definitely a Sherwood. Anyway, and I, I remarked on it. And he's like, yeah, I just got it at Modell's on clearance. And I said, you know, hey, listen, if. If you happen to see another one, I would be much obliged if you could pick one up for me. But, you know, no big deal if you can't. So Sean, Sean is a guy. He is a dude. Sean went to three different models to try and find me a new stick. And he finally did. And, and he didn't have to do that, Sean. You didn't have to do that. I really appreciate it. Uh, you went above and beyond. And you're a good guy. And I just want you to know how much I really appreciate you going out of your way like that. That was a real solid you did for me, and I will not forget that. But anyway, so we had uh, our seven guys, and we said, you know, we don't usually do this, but, you know, we have all these guys that showed up to play. One of them is Sean, who came from a very long distance, and some other people come from, you know, not, not as far, but some other people come from distance. There was one guy there who was expecting a child at basically any moment, Igor. Igor. And so uh, he he showed up. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, all right, you know what? We're gonna play. We we don't usually do this. We're gonna play three on two. So Brett and John, who have both previously been on the podcast, they decided they were gonna be the two, and they were gonna play in front of Sean. And then uh, I had the other guys: uh, Chris, Rob, and Igor. I had Chris, Rob, and Igor. And so you know, credit to 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 brett and john they were everywhere because you know they're they're probably the two best conditioned players in our group and they were able to clog up the lanes and and you know they played a two-man team like they had you know three or four guys out there they they were blocking shots they were everywhere they were able to counter punch very effectively and uh they won the first two games so you know credit to them although interestingly so, funny funny thing, and I'm, I, I'm not trying to use this as an excuse for, for my, my play and, and my lack of wins on that day, but I do want to just tell you, because I think you'll find this interesting. So, it was, uh, weather-wise, it was probably high 50s, low 60s on Sunday when we played, and that's, you know, that's not cool, cool, you know, it's not cold, but it's also not like summer weather. So... I was getting pretty overheated as the day wore on and we were playing goal. I was like, man, this feels a lot hotter than I was expecting. And, you know, I was starting to get a little lightheaded and dizzy. And I was like, I I just, I I don't, I'm I'm drinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not dehydrated. I don't think that's the problem, but I really started feeling lousy. And, and, and like by the, the third game, by the, before the third game, I I thought I was going to throw up and I didn't fortunately, but. Like, you know, I, I was like, man, this, I'm, I'm in a bad way here. I don't know what it is. And then we went out and I, you know, they were uh, some of the guys were like, you know, we don't have to play a third game. You can if you can't play, we can't. I was like, no, we're not going to we're not going to not play a third game just because I don't feel well. We're going to we're going to play. We're going to keep going. So we did. And I I, th- I actually had, I think, my best game that, in that third game of the day. But uh, I, so I, I said I said after the game. You know, I played my best game when I was sick. I like, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. Cause on the one hand, you know, you do whatever it takes to win. But on the other hand, I don't want to be sick. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if I'm willing to take that trade off in the future.
1: Yeah, and we all know the story about George Vezina, too. The man literally dropped dead because he was playing. He was so severely sick. So we don't want that to happen to the American rhino, please.
0: The, uh, kind of the, the coda to the story is that I actually wound up with like a, a stomach virus. So that that's why I was feeling like that, unbeknownst to me at the time. But uh, yeah, so the next 24 hours after that or, you know, 36 hours, whatever, were not pleasant for me. But that's neither here nor there. But I I I won I got one game so that was nice. But yeah, I mean I know James I know you you would wanted me to tell some great like stories about you know John and and Brett and them being able to. I don't have any individual plays that well. Actually, there was one play that I I can tell that I'm not proud of. (laughs) Was um I I hate using this as an excuse, but it really may have been because I was feverish that I lost my focus, but. There was one play in uh, one of the later games. I think it was in the second game where uh, Brett had the puck and and was like being ugh, contested by someone, maybe Rob, and uh, off not like not right next to me, maybe high high circle ish area. And I just like I looked at it and in my mind it, it registered as no threat. Like, I have no idea why, and Brett managed to reach around him and just kind of, like, shoot it right into the net, and I just looked at it and watched it go in, and I was, I, I don't, I didn't, I, I didn't know it was Brett. I, I looked at him, and I did not not identify that person as Brett, and therefore as a threat to the, <laughs> to, uh, to score. So, you know, I guess credit to them for a good heads-up play <laughs> there, but uh, I will say, and I hate tooting my own horn, but... Uh, th- this is this is I guess ultimately this is partly that but partly there was one sequence where I I made I guess I dropped down and I made a save or two and then I wound up rolling over and I heard guys going like oh man how did you make that save that's amazing What? how did you stop that and the puck was under me but James I'm going to tell you a little secret here I have no idea what happened. Like, I didn't feel it hit me. I don't know where it hit me. I don't know how I stopped it or from what angle. I just rolled over and suddenly th- it was an amazing save. I, like, I, I have no idea what happened. I, I, and, and those kind of things scare me a little bit because it's like I, I I didn't know what was going on. And something significant happened and I have no idea what that was
1: that's probably how Dominic Hasek felt because uh, some of the saves that he made were just insane and you can't teach that stuff. So uh, that's great. That's what a goalie is. Uh, a lot of times if you're, you know what you're doing when you make the saves, obviously, so you could remember them and pass on your skills and whatnot or practice and things like that. But sometimes when you have to just do what you have to do, a la Dominic Hasek, which is, you know, any limbs you got, and your stick if you have it if you don't if you use your head you use whatever you need to do to stop that puck so a lot of times yeah it happens so quickly and if you're spinning around or if you're you get dizzy or whatever the case is you just you go until the whistle blows or until everybody's like oh my gosh I did do that so well done it, that that's fine and unfortunately we don't record our games because that would be a clinic and that would be something have fun occasionally, but not not consistent yeah uh, of course whenever we do record them we don't get your insane i think did we get that one save that you made when uh, you were down and you stuck your leg up? Yes. And the puck... Yes, we did. Okay, good. All right, cuz yeah, you were down, the puck went over your body and somehow you got your pad up facing you you were down on your belly and and you bent your leg up behind you and and stopped the puck with your ankle or whatever, but that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Thank sorry, you. But but that that's what the American Rhino is all about and if you'd don't believe us. Yeah, definitely check out the Facebook page, some of the highlights of, of our games in the past or come out and play too and see for yourself. But how was uh were you able to see Sean's performance on the other side of the rink or was it just too distracting and
0: No, I mean Sean Sean's Sean's very good. I mean, he, he was solid when he needed to be and he made some he actually made some great saves as well. You know, he he was, he's no slouch. And uh, it's funny the guys when well, let me back up. When Sean first came to the league not that long ago, he was saying, oh, you know, I, I, I wanted to play goal and I bought gear a couple of years ago, but I never really used it. I'm not going to be any good. Like, yeah, you know, you can just, I'll just come out and, you know, don't expect much. And the guys were teasing him like, man, you were hustling us. That's what you were doing. (laughs) You you have, you have a lot of talent, sir. (laughs) So yeah, Sean had a great day and uh, credit to him for that.
1: Yeah, because Sean's a heck of a forward, too. He's got a great shot, and and much like Brett and and John, he's all over the place, too. He's strong and and fast, has great hands. And again, uh, I got in the way of a couple of his shots, and I'm sorry that I did because I have the bruises to prove it. But I guess when you're that good running around, maybe he doesn't, in his own mind, realize how good a goalie he is. And the beard is very intimidating. Yes, that's that's true, too. Exactly right. So very nice touch. But uh,
0: you, you mentioned before using your head, you know, and anything you need to do to stop the puck. I do want to give a special shout out to John's little guy, Nolan, because he was telling us a story about how he was practicing with Nolan and Nolan was in goal like the day before. Uh, I guess that would have been Saturday and how Nolan like he was like, come on, dad, really, like, really wind up and and test me, you know, really give me a hard one. And so John wound up and shot on him and he accidentally rang it off Nolan's mask. Oh, no! now Nolan is four. I just I want to remind everybody. But Nolan was, you know, the, like the puck rang up, up off the mask and up and over the like over the, the fence in the park. <laughs> and that, that's how much, you know, juice the shot
1: had. And Nolan was just like, yeah, dad, <laughs> that was great. There's a goalie. <laughs> yeah. That is test number one, passed in 100 percent. That is a goalie. Good job, John. You're As if to say, right. is that the best you've got, old exactly. man? Be careful what you wish for. Maybe John's doing a little bit too good a job training this young man.
0: (laughs) So, you know, credit to both of you guys for
1: that.
0: And speaking of goalies, just to round things out, and speaking of the LIQ, it looks like our old buddy Craig is finally uh, ready to come off the IR. He had a bit of a medical issue. He had to take a sabbatical to rest himself up and and get better. But he uh, hopefully, knock on wood, When when next week, uh, if we play next week, I won't be able to play this weekend because it's uh, Mother's Day, which I guess we'll address at the end of the podcast in more detail. But I won't be able to play this weekend, although I know there are guys trying to play. Um, But hopefully next week he will be able to come back. So um, good. You know, good. Good on you, Craig. And uh, it'll be great to have you back. So, you know, welcome back, buddy.
1: Yeah. And then all we need is Mike to come back, too, because our our good old original other goalie besides the American Rhino. So, uh, but that's great. I'm, I'm glad Craig's back and thank God he's all right. And I, I'm not holding my breath on Mike. Yeah. It's tough to, to come back from the knee issues or leg problems, the poor guy, but we do miss him. And uh, we wish that he would be able to make it back in the LIQ, the league that he founded. And uh, didn't Mike name it? The, yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah so I like, that, that See, see that's why I, I don't want to get any kind of knee procedure done on my own knees, because it is tough to come back. So I figure, you know, I don't have to rehab and come back from, from uh, intensive, invasive, whatever. I'll just gut it out. I'll just gut it out. I'll just hurt. That's hockey. Oh, and speaking of gutting it out and hurting, uh, mm-hmm. I just, in the vein of hockey players, I just want you to know, James... That somebody had asked about you this weekend, and I mentioned that you you were recovering from a, a hand injury. And I said you had dealt with it for like three months, and and the reaction was basically, oh, yeah, so you just gutted it out. it's uh, Yeah, uh, basically, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, I, I think if I were you, I would take that as a compliment because I, I think the mindset there is, oh, yeah. Obviously, he gutted it out because he's a hockey player. That's just, you know, that's the kind of guy he is. Not like, oh, man, how did he ever play with that hangnail? Like, you know, <laughs> in some sports. So uh, credit, credit to you for engendering that kind of perception of, of your, yourself and your quality of character.
1: Well, yeah, I appreciate that. But exactly right. That's just what being a hockey player is. And as I've said before, what you go through on a daily basis, and we're just we're kind of joking about it, but it's really no laughing matter. You do have knee issues. And that's that's huge, especially the older you get when you talk about retired players and whatnot. It's really rough, but uh, I'm not going to complain about anything or make excuses or whatever the case is, especially as we were saying before, too, and a couple of episodes ago, that John is a few years older than I am. And he literally can run circles around me, the, the great shape that he's in and, and kudos to him. So exactly right, y'all. And Craig too, the guy was, uh, I, I don't know if he was hospitalized or whatever the case was, but uh, you know we want, we want to respect his privacy for what he's overcoming. but he wasn't complaining either. So there's really that's exactly right. And Mike, too, I don't remember Mike complaining or anybody else who was dealing with injuries or getting hit by a puck or whatever the case is. You just, you gut it out and you play, and that that's what uh, hockey's all about. It's not being macho or no machismo, uh, as Gary was saying from a couple of podcasts ago, too, we were talking about the Rose Charities event, that a female teammate of ours, a defenseman and a mighty good defenseman at that, was uh, dealing with a brand new baby, right, in, in between games, and yep. she was feeding the child mm-hmm. and taking care of the child, so exactly man that that's what hockey's all about so it's it for builds me it's, character
0: yeah for me it's it's about being macho chicks sticks scars
1: yeah
0: i can't think of any other reason why my wife would want to be married to me so uh,
1: yeah not, not the you, fact buddy. that you're a wonderful wonderful guy or fantastic husband and father and friend and son and brother and everything else so <laughs> upstanding citizen
0: yeah thank you <laughs> Oh and with remarks like that I may not have to wonder for much longer.
1: Just make it through Mother's Day. All right. But yeah, as things are going and everything's going well, let's take a trip on up to Newfoundland.
0: Definitely. We are the LIQ is far from the only hockey league in our country and certainly not the only hockey league in North America, but this particular league may be the 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 only the only deck in town. See, it's a callback to, to what you said in the, in the, uh, the on deck, you, you titled this particular segment, only deck in town. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm calling back to that by um, <clears throat> making the, the comparisons to the it's um, <clears throat> tell us about it, please, James.
1: And well done with that too, sir. Yeah. I've always said that
0: a joke is better if you explain it and it's, it's, Even better still, if you explain it multiple times, You you really want to drive the joke into the ground as hard as you can. That's 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 the essence of great comedy right there.
1: Well, credit to the listener for knowing and following along. So I'm sure that it didn't go over his or her head. So thank you for that. But anyway, yeah, another mouthful deck hockey league known as the Grand Fall Windsor Men's Ball Hockey Association up in Newfoundland, Canada. And they're only three years old. It's a relatively new league. But the funny thing is it's grown exponentially. And the reason being is Lindsey Wiseman, who is a part of the league executive board, Mm -hmm. it said that and he was interviewed, he said that the league started with three teams a few years ago, then turned into a four team league. And now this current year, the Newfoundland and Labrador Ball Hockey Association kind of combined, and they went from barely having four teams to having 45 guys show up for their first run. I guess that's what they refer to as a season. Wow. And, uh, and the cool thing, too, is not only has it grown that much, but they've gotten a lot younger, too. They've reached out to younger players and that's awesome. And that, that's something that we love to see, too, in the LIQ when we get the, the younger guys involved and obviously the girls, too, because we want everybody to play and have fun and, and experience the beauty of hockey. And that's even better when you get the young blood in there, people that you can help teach and, and make sure that the sport's in good hands and will have a nice, good, strong future. And plus, it's a lot more fun to be around young people in general too, because they have a lot more energy. Hopefully, they have a better attitude on life and stuff like that. So it maybe makes you feel younger too. I don't know, but uh, that that should be good with, with the with the the youth injection. And that's what's cool with this too. So uh, they're they know what they're doing up there, and it, it's uh, doing well, and it's grown so much in such a brief amount of time.
0: That's a that's great. That is. Wonderful to hear. It's always great to hear about new and different deck hockey leagues all over. You know, because we've we've beaten this point to death. But you know, the the great thing about this sport is that it is so accessible. You know, you can just you can play it almost anywhere. So it's it's great that they have that kind of interest, and that's fantastic. I was just thinking, though, as you were talking, I wonder. <laughs> I'd like to see the alternate universe. I wonder if there's an alternate universe somewhere where uh, there's a couple of, uh, you know, knuckleheads doing a ball hockey podcast up in Canada and doing a segment on the LIQ. Talking about
1: what we're doing down here. Yeah, You know what? I do believe that because the universe, they say, and, and excuse us for going a little bit uh, Star trek here, but uh, the universe is limitless. And when something is limitless, that means that millions and billions and trillions really mean nothing, because when there's no limit, there's there's no end. So I do think that there are multiple universes out there and whatnot. So I do think that there is a planet somewhere where, yeah, exactly. That that is indeed true. So I'd like to visit it, but. It's you based. Know,
0: that's basically the Vulcan equivalent of a religion, right? The the idea the the IDIC infinite diversity and infinite combinations.
1: Oh, I don't I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. that's that's that, kind that's of, a little over my head. But. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> all right. Well,
1: we're, we're just gonna, anyway.
0: We're we're just gonna both have to hope that what I said was correct.
1: No one can deny it. So let's just put it that way. Yeah, I dare you, nerds. Yeah, take it up with Neil deGrasse Tyson. He'll uh, he'll definitely shut you down real quick. But um, uh, yeah. I wouldn't go to- I wouldn't go toe to toe with him in an IQ contest. No, no, nor I. Anyhow, so right, yeah. Getting back to uh, up in Newfoundland, as of April twenty seventh, they had a draft, and there were about sixty players in that draft. So again, that's grown even bigger. So just going back ten years ago, as Lindsey Wiseman has been playing deck hockey, I guess at least since 10 years ago, and he has seen it grow and and come and go, that there were other leagues that had folded. So there were particular leagues that was called the Grand Falls-Windsor, and that was the big league 10 years ago, but then that ended up folding. Then another league came up, and these are all ball hockey, deck hockey leagues, Bishop Falls, and then he started playing there, and again, that folded as well. And then for a while, there was nothing, and then another Botwood, I believe it's pronounced, league came up, and Lo and behold, that folded. And then they were left with nothing. So then they figured, all right, let's get a Facebook page going. Mr. Wiseman is a big ball hockey player. He knew a lot of ex-players and so on and so forth. And let's get that thing back up and running. And that's what Grand Falls Windsor Men's Ball Hockey League came out to be. They have a Facebook page. And as he says, joining the page is a great way to keep updated on when we hold runs, when the games are, and if there's going to be another draft. It's a good way to stay updated on what they're doing. So it's definitely something you could check out. If you're up in the Newfoundland area or whatever the case is, it should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and you know what, that's great advice for well, for any sport really, but for for particularly for something like this. If you are in an area where there isn't a league immediately accessible to you and, you know, you can find some people that you like to play with or, or that even that might be interested in trying to pick up the sport maybe they're hockey fans but they've never thought about playing themselves for whatever reason start one like you know street hockey you know ball hockey it's it's like it's so easy honestly it's so easy to start uh, uh, your own league you just uh, you know obviously if you want to do a fully organized league on like a sport court or something you need you need an arena or a whatever or rink that has that those facilities available to you there's probably going to be paperwork and and rentals and stuff involved but it doesn't even have to be that involved at least at the start just do what you know the, what Lindsay did and 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 what what the liq started with just start a facebook page and get some people going and get some yeses and and find a park or whatever that you can play and play you know if you want to play hockey go play hockey that's you know, that, that's that's my pontification of the week.
1: Amen to that. And also, while you're at it, feel free to reach out to our friends Lou, Jeremy, and Kevin because they definitely know what they're doing with their leagues in their areas too. So that's the way to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good, good report, James. Thank you. Thank y'all. All right. So, well,
1: what what have we left in this podcast? So we have another deck hockey tournament to talk about. The heck you say? No, man. The deck the, uh, you say? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> The Shooting Stars Foundation, which was founded by two NHLers, Jamie Heward and Mike Sillinger. And they also have a current NHLer and current Islander, by the way, in Jordan Eberle. And they are all from the Saskatchewan area. I believe Regina is the place where they are. And I think it's they called Regina.
0: Sh- I think that's oh, how it's me. pronounced.
1: Okay, thank you, sir.
0: I could be wrong yeah. about that.
1: Well, I'm from Brooklyn, so my accent overrides everything and it's not intentional. So apologies for that, Anyway, uh, between the two of us, I think one of us should be able to pronounce it correctly, so I'll stick with the American Rhino. And the Shooting Stars Foundation will be hosting the Sticks Ball Hockey Tournament, and that will be on Friday, May 25th in Saskatchewan.
0: So, f- funny. <laughs> well, I think it's funny, but I amuse myself frequently, so your mileage may vary. But... Here on the uh, the sheet that you've provided, the handy informational sheet that lists all the relevant information about these things that we're talking about, it says that this place is done, at, or this tournament is held at the uh, International Trade Center at Evraz Place. When I first read that, I thought it said Airsat's Place, which is to say, not a real place. <laughs> As if like this whole tournament took place in some imaginary place that doesn't exist. So it's a, it's all a cruel joke. We're raising money for
1: nothing, suckers.
0: <laughs> money, 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 money.
1: Is that the same bizarro planet you were talking about? <laughs> People in Canada were talking about the liq. Yeah, that, maybe. yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. that, that's that. Yeah. Well, anyway, back here on Earth (laughs) and up in Canada, the sticks tournament, as Gary was alluding to, yeah, will will be held at the International Trade Center, and it will feature 24 corporate teams, and the entry fee is $1,500 a team. Again, this is all for charity. The games will be played on three inflatable rinks. I'm curious to see how that's going to go down.
0: Man, those teams are so corporate. They sold out, man. I remember when people played for the love of the game. Now it's all about charity.
1: Yeah. As, as you were saying before, that's the beauty of deck hockey and ball hockey is exactly right. A lot of times people have their hearts in the right place. And recently we've talked about so many great ways to raise money through ball hockey for various places around the world and stuff like that. So that's the beauty of it. Again, you, you, you can all play. Everybody's invited. You could all have fun and you could do so much good with it. And that's just another example of what they're doing up there in uh, with the sticks tournament.
0: I interrupted you for a dumb joke, but I also am very interested to see how the inflatable rinks play out. No pun intended.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it, I'm assuming it's an indoor facility and things like that. So I'm guessing that uh, they just the boards would be inflatable. I would imagine, um, yeah. I mean, I, would, yeah. I guess <laughs> perhaps inflatable benches
0: would probably be a stretch.
1: Yeah, and I I think they they wouldn't last too long right. either with the yeah. uh, Sharp stick blades and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and running around and inflatable glass
0: would just be impractical. That
1: wouldn't be good. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. I wouldn't.
0: But, but, I, I wouldn't play with an inflatable ball or, or sticks.
1: No, no. They, how can you get a shot? That inflatable
0: goals would just fly all over. The, like the we play with. Well, we we play with the aluminum goals, and you know those things move. And the plastic ones, forget it. I can't even imagine how an inflatable goal would. Like you couldn't play with that. I couldn't. I couldn't, as a goalie, I could not play with that.
1: No, no, but I'm sure that they they got that all figured out. I'm with, sure they have
0: <laughs> with the sticks tournament. The floor and, surface is probably not inflatable either, because that that like that would remind me of I don't know. Did you go to Sesame Place when you were a child, James? I, I think we've discussed this before, and I can't remember.
1: I have not, but my brother and sister in law have taken their children there.
0: Well, when I was young, they had actually up till they had it up until um, the year. The first time we took our daughter when she was three, I think it was when she was three. So that would have been like 2014, I want to say. And so they uh, there was um, something called Ernie's bed, which was basically just this big like air giant air mattress that kids could go in and jump around on. And I have a feeling that an inflatable deck surface would be a lot like that. There'd be a lot of like bouncing and you think it's hard to control the ball on concrete. Forget it. <laughs> Just, I think I think that was it, really this joke was not worth the walk that I took to get there. So I apologize.
1: Yeah, that's more of a nightmare. And especially when you're talking about charity you want people to have fun and enjoy themselves. Uh, we'll leave the inflatable rinks alone. But anyway. Why was this played, James? What, what, what does this benefit? I'm glad you asked. The funds raised are to benefit kids' sport as well as families impacted by the Humboldt Broncos bus accident. So again, hockey sticking together, the family that it is. The Shooting Stars Foundation, you can find out more details about this tournament and the foundation itself at shootingstarsfoundation.com. Of course, Gary and I will have the information for you On our Facebook page and Twitter accounts. And the 10 year campaign that has gone through the uh, Shooting Stars Foundation is they've helped over a dozen local charities and uh, also giving a voice to all children and every family dealing with the hardships that they may face, no matter what it may be. And they engage the community, the Shooting Stars members, and really their hearts are in the right place again. They care about their community, they care about the people in their community, and that's what you hear so many times about Canada is that uh, there are a lot of little towns up there and everybody knows each other. Everybody cares about one another. Everybody helps out and it's a family mentality and it's beautiful. And this is just another prime example of that. And it's just, it's all good stuff and NHL players and local alumni are slated to participate in the event. And there will be a green and gold celebrity game again. And that will be specifically to honor the Broncos.
0: Awesome. Are the, the, what were the, what were the colors of the Minnesota North Stars? Were those green and gold? Just I'm wondering what the green and gold significance is. Or is that the, just the Broncos? The Broncos colors are green and gold. Okay, James is giving me the thumbs up and nodding. Yes. Okay. So I thought green and gold was just like a, uh, the shooting right stars on- kind of. I was trying to, trying to make a connection when I, I really, it's, it's, I, I keep forgetting Occam's razor.
1: You're not wrong. So you
0: were right on both counts if you're not familiar with the concept of Occam's razor is that the simplest solution is, is often the the right one. So anyway, so before we wrap up, I just want to wish a very, very happy mother's day to the mothers out there. I don't know how many of you may be listening to this podcast before mother's day or on mother's day. Well, don't listen to this podcast on mother's day. You've got much better things to do. Listen to it some other day. Like if you're honestly, if you're a mom, Enjoy Mother's Day. You don't need to be listening to to this stupid podcast for your special day. Like, figure out a better way to spend the day. But I digress. Anyway, so happy Mother's Day to you. And if you have a mom, and you probably do, be nice to your mom. You know, treat her right on Mother's Day. And every day, but especially on Mother's Day. And don't forget. So, that's that. And that's all I got. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Oh boy! Thank you, pops. How how have we been talking for more than fifty minutes? Like what? How how did this happen? I don't. What have we been talking about? What have you been listening to us talk about? Don't you have better things to do? Anyway, uh, I, all right. No judgment. No judgment. We appreciate you. We appreciate your listening to us. Anyway, so thank you, pops, for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sajeez for providing music to the podcast. Thank you to the L I Q for sound effects. Thank you always to you. For listening to this podcast and giving us the opportunity and the excuse to spout this kind of nonsense that we have made such a habit of doing. We really genuinely appreciate you. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast and continue to listen to our nonsense on a regular basis, please feel free to do so at Apple Podcast, or Stitcher or Podbean. or uh, You can even get us on our YouTube channel because the podcast does go up there. And we would love it if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel. You would be doing us quite the solid by doing that. But really, however you choose to listen, we appreciate you doing so. If you would be so kind as to consider leaving us a review in iTunes, we would really, really, really appreciate that. That would help us out a ton. We would be in your debt were you to do such a thing. If you'd like to contact us, if you'd like to suggest a topic for the podcast, or if you'd like to respond to something that we said, if you've got a great story that you'd like to share with us, or really if, if, if there's anything that you feel that you need to say to us, we probably deserve it. So you can go ahead and uh, do so at hitthedeck at gmail.com. That is our email address. Or you can tweet at us at pod. You can Contact us on Facebook via our Facebook page. We are Hit the Deck on Facebook and on Instagram, and we're Hit the Deck podcast on the YouTubes. James, is there anything that you would care to add?
1: Yes. uh, Speaking of gutting it out, thank you very much, American Rhino. You weren't feeling well. You still did the podcast, and we appreciate that. And I agree with you a million percent. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, especially our moms. And thank you, and we love you. And thanks for listening and hope to catch you on the next podcast.
0: Thank you, sir. I hope the same very much. So all that being said, I will gladly leave you with this particular sentiment. Whether you are out just playing a pickup game with not as many guys or girls as you thought you were going to, or whether you are out there on the lonely frontier of the frozen north playing deck hockey the only way you can. Whether you are an NHL player who is doing it for the kids, or whether you're just somebody who loves your mom, regardless of what you happen to be doing and where you happen to be doing it, I would urge you as ever to always remember, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody.
1: You're giving yourself a penalty when you did nothing wrong. What's the matter? (laughs)
0: All right, then I will hereby correct the correction of my mistake. (laughs) What? Stricken from the record. (whistles) Oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry.